Hello and welcome to the Balancing Act podcast for working mums. Here you can find the tools and inspiration you need to overcome the constant juggle and live with more simplicity, ease and fulfilment in your everyday. I'm your host Debbie, a balance coach and a working mum myself and I'm super happy to be here with you. Hello, hello, hello. Um, A very warm welcome to another episode of the Balancing Act podcast. It's fabulous to have you here as always. And I hope you settle in and enjoy what's coming up this week. Now, I am, I think I'm, I'm feeling the love at the minute because this week I got to see my parents for the very, very first time in an awfully long time. And yeah, it felt really, really nice. And it's funny how even though we haven't seen each other for what feels like so long, um, you know, after a very short time uh, that like the distance really disappeared very quickly. And I I keep in touch with them very regularly through phone calls or video calls, um, but it's just not the same, is it, as like holding a conversation in um, person. And I think a large part of that is because I, you know, I try to involve my two boys as much as possible. And I don't know about anybody else, but like, do your kids have like two different personalities on and off screen? I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's like as soon as we go onto the screen, especially my older son just like turns into this different person and is like jumping all over the place um, like racing around, will not sit still. And it just becomes incredibly difficult to hold any semblance of conversation And, you know, we've tried lots of different things like doing story time or games or whatever. But, you know, understandably, after a little while, he gets bored with that. So it feels like quite often our my conversation with my parents is is curtailed a little bit. So it's just been really nice um, to be in person and be able to one, switch up our activities a little bit and to be able to, to chat a little bit more. And it's also really lovely to see them enjoying the company of their their grandkids because um, I think that's something that's so important to them. And, you know, the vibrance and um, entertainment that that brings is is really like is a quality time for them. So that's been wonderful. I have also been having a really exciting week in business as well, working quite hard on plans for what comes next. So watch this space. The first thing I'll be offering is a free masterclass um, all about how to create more balance in business. And this is designed for ambitious purpose-driven working mums with a business of their own. Um, mainly in the early stages or even if you've got an idea for a business that you're you're testing out at the minute. And it's to support you in bringing more balance to your life and business with the rest of life. So maybe it feels like your business is taking over um, to a point where you can't really focus on or enjoy other things, even because 
either because you're actually spending lots of time working on it or because you're you're like always looking out for those snippets or pockets of time and that you feel like the scarcity of time is something that's a real problem for you at the minute. And quite often what I find then on top of that is that the business isn't bringing in the financial reward that you want. And this can then lead into a bit of a a spiral of frustration where it then comes to feel like like a chore working on it and you sort of lose track of, of why you're doing it in the first place. So um, yeah, I'm really excited about delving in some more to this topic and I, I think I've got some great tips that I can share with you. So I'll be sharing details on Instagram later this week. Make sure you're following me at Debbie Lee Co to be the first to find out some of the details. <laughs> Woohoo! So on to the theme of the podcast today, which is can you just chop and change as you like? Um, Is it okay to change your mind just as you want to? And this is something that I've had to get very comfortable with as a business owner. And I would say that actually now in the early stages of my business, it's something that I, I, I feel is is essential, essential to me being creative, uh, essential to me like developing the, um, the best levels of support, and offering the solutions that you really want to see to the challenges that you're facing, and it. It hasn't always felt like this. I think that this is an area where having dabbled in several previous business ventures has really stood me in good stead. And certainly when I just started out into the world of entrepreneurship, it's something that did not come readily to me. I felt that once I made a decision, I I really had to stick to it. And I would say that um, even now in the rest of life, it's not something that comes quite so easily to me as it, it does now in business. So on this episode, I'm going to be starting off with sharing some examples of when I find it coming up. Why changing your mind feels uncomfortable and then what we can do to help ourselves either avoid or move through that discomfort. So let's start off with some examples. What does it look like to change your mind? And I'm sure that we can all relate to one or more of these. And I would say the first one in in quite general terms is when someone asks you to do something and you instinctively say yes without too much thought I think um I know that I'm I'm definitely like programmed to say yes and quite often you know I that is exactly what what I want but I think yes will also always be my like default answer if you like but then maybe you go away and you know let it sink in a little bit to think about it a bit more maybe consult your calendar 
and you get that feeling coming up in the pit of your stomach where you're like, oh, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. Do I actually want to do this thing? Um, you know, you realise that actually it's not really that convenient for you and maybe the passion behind it isn't quite um, as you initially expect or um, you initially gauged. Um, say in work, another example might be agreeing to to take on an extra piece of work that feels like a bit of a stretch to you and, you know, instinctively you feel like, like you want that stretch. But then when you figure out some more of the details, what it's actually going to involve, what time it's going to take, when you're going to fit that time in, and, you know, that that creeping feeling comes back in and the the initial excitement fades away. Or in business, you you offer up a new product in your business, let's say, um, one that feels like fresh and good and exciting. But then when you get down into the nitty gritty of it, you find that you're not really that aligned with the product. Maybe it's not quite what you initially envisaged and you don't actually enjoy really working that way. So, as I say, I'm sure those circumstances, um, we can all relate to one or, or more of those. And the thing that holds us back from well from going back on the original agreement so you know expressing the fact that we have changed our mind that we feel a bit differently than we did initially is all the assumptions that we're making about what is going to happen if we do express that change of mind we often assume that we know an awful lot more than we actually do. For me, what comes in is I feel a very strong sense of not wanting to disappoint the other person that I've made the arrangement or agreement with. And I assume that by me changing my mind, they will be disappointed linked to that as well. I I don't want to inconvenience them by um, having to make up alternative plans or to postpone and reschedule. And again, I'm assuming that that is something that will happen if I express the change of mind. And last but definitely by no means least, I'm also concerned about what their judgment of me will be like as a person I I worry that maybe they'll think I'm unreliable or I'm flaky or I'm scattered or I'm disorganized and again I'm assuming that one they'll think those things and two that they'll view all of those things as as a bad or negative characteristic so I think sometimes my my reluctance to experience any of these things is is enough to make me like not not do it, you know, not express the change of mind and just stick to the original plan. But here's the thing that is not such a clever strategy because 
as I pointed out, there's so many assumptions in there. You know, we're telling ourselves these stories and those stories feel so real in the moment, but they may or may not even be true at all. And uh, a good turnaround um, in how to look at that is what it feels like to be on the receiving end of somebody changing their mind, changing plans, changing an arrangement, changing agreement. To me, it never, it, well, rarely, let's say, feels the way that for me, that I assume the other person is going to um, feel. So say if someone cancels a plan on me, yes, I might be disappointed that the actual event isn't taking place or, you know, I might have been really looking forward to catching up with that person, for example. But I don't blame them in any way. You know, they are missing out on it just as much as I am. And if I'm inconvenienced, then I feel very capable of making a plan B. Um, You know, I think that I just see it very much as... as like part of life and the to and fro. And I definitely don't make sweeping judgments about what type of a person they are. You know, I understand that life is busy and these things happen. So can you see that as with many things, we're often the hardest on ourselves for we set these really like super high rigid standards that we would never hold someone else to. Um, you know, I think that that comes up quite often in many different things, but particularly in things like this. And the other thing is like, let's think about the case that that these things actually are true, because that is one possibility. You know, there is a scenario that all of those things are true, that the other person does feel disappointed, they do feel inconvenienced and they do think of us as unreliable and disorganised or whatever. So, you know, that that is one, one possible scenario. But we are putting all of these things above our own preferences and our own convenience. So, we're saying that you know it's not okay that that they have to feel disappointed or inconvenienced, but it's okay that I have to feel those things. Um, you know, we're very much putting ourselves down at the bottom of the pile, and you know, I I think with these things, there's um, it doesn't have to be so black and white. You know, we do want to. To, we obviously want to be nice people to our friends and our family and our work colleagues, etc. But we don't always need to be like putting ourselves last instinctively. You know, we we need to consider our own needs very much as a part of the the decision and the appropriate thing to do. Because like if we if we don't if we're just completely neglecting them completely ignoring them and putting them right down at the bottom of the pile um and not you know maybe not even acknowledging them then when we go ahead and do the thing we're not even really doing it willingly 
we're doing it, you know, huffing and puffing with bad feelings, maybe complaining about the, the fact that we have to do this thing or we should really, we don't want to, but we really should, that sort of thing. Um, so can you see where I'm coming from here? Um, it's really important that we acknowledge the feelings that are coming up and um, yeah, consider them as part of the decision. And if we feel that the right decision is to change our mind and express that change of mind, then be able to do that in a way like with confidence and authenticity. And a great example for me recently was one that I shared in the newsletter this week of being on the receiving end of somebody changing their mind. So I was part of a, a group coaching programme that I have to say I wasn't getting as much out of as I had anticipated. And um, a large part of it was there was there was loads of great resources, but for me it got to the point where it felt overwhelming. And the host has had a, a quite a significant change in her personal circumstances and found that she wasn't able to support that that those levels of, of resources. And so it was a lot of the calls were cut out. We just had one weekly, like one short weekly group call. And to me, it was she 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 found it very difficult to express this change. She was very emotional about it. She you know, said several times about how awful she felt about letting everybody down. And to me, literally, it was the best decision that could have been made because I absolutely thrived in the smaller container, having that, um, you know, the smaller group environment and the lower frequency of calls removed a lot of the choice for me. You know, I didn't have to like decide every week which call I was going to go to and which ones I was missing out on. There was just one set call and that was me sorted. And it like it was I say it wasn't even that I just was indifferent about it. It was a fantastic um, change up for me, a really fantastic um, change. But as I say, for her, it was so difficult to share because she had all these assumptions about how disappointed people would be. Um, so, yeah, that was, I think, a really great learning point for me and really good to have that perspective on the other side of the decision. Now, despite all of this, I know that when it comes to expressing your change of mind, it's not an easy thing to do. So I wanted to finish up the episode by sharing some really practical things to help in the moment. And I would say the first one of those is one that like takes practice. You can start off with really small things. Um, you know, if someone asks you to go for a coffee, which now might be a feasible thing, um, First of all, delay your answer. So, you know, say that you need to go and check your calendar, that you're not sure how that will fit in with things just now and you can you get back to them and even set a, a specific time to do that. So you'll get back to them by that evening or the next day or the following week, whatever feels good for you. So buy yourself that time to allow the decision to, to sink in a bit and you know, give you that time to actually go and collect your thoughts and, and figure out what the commitment actually entails. 
Secondly, I would say if you're going to express the fact that you've changed your mind, just be honest and explain the reason behind it. You you can go into as much or as little detail as you feel comfortable in doing so. You know, I actually I actually don't think it's necessary to go into any detail if you don't want to. Um but I think the honesty is really important there because you know we all appreciate that honesty, don't we? You know, it's always um, you can always understand where someone's coming from when that honesty is expressed, and I think that's another way to um, like really set an example for other people to do the same. And I would say the the last thing is to be explicit about your feelings. So acknowledge the fact that that this discomfort is coming up for you um, rather than just burying it and ignoring it and going ahead with it anyway. So I hope this helps. Um, do tag me on Instagram if you've enjoyed the episode. Let me know what your key takeaway is um we've covered what it, it looks like some examples of, of when we might change our mind um the why it's 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 difficult to express that change of mind and then some practical tips on um how to move through or avoid the discomfort in the first place um so don't forget to look out on instagram for more details of the masterclass coming up And other than that, I shall look forward to speaking to you again here next week. Have a fabulous week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Balancing Act podcast. If you've loved what you've heard, I would be incredibly grateful if you could rate and review the podcast so that we can help spread the word to all the other working mums out there looking for more balance in their everyday. If you'd like to hear more, you can find me on Instagram at debbieleeco or on my website at debbielee.co.uk where you can download your free kickstart guide to finding your balance as a working parent. Until then, I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode. Bye for now.